Good morning and a very warm welcome to our service this morning here at Romford Baptist Church. My name is Vicky, I'm one of the ministers and Ian will be sharing the service later as he brings God's word to us today. For those of you who are regular uh, amongst us each week, whether that's in the morning or the evening, you will know that that it looks maybe slightly different this morning. And that's because uh, we've had to um, resort to a different way of broadcasting this morning because sadly for many of you, you'll know that uh, Sam has faithfully been serving us week by week, but unfortunately he's unable to be with us this morning because he's having to isolate at home. And so um, we are doing this in a slight different way. So forgive us if sometimes the transitions aren't quite as smooth as normal. That's when you'll appreciate how good it is to have Sam faithfully serving us week by week. Sam, we miss you, but we pray that you will stay safe and that nothing will happen. And uh, we just uphold you and all those in your household. We are here to worship and to praise God. And as is my want, and for those of you who thought I'd forgotten last week to wave, I'm going to start my morning off by waving to you bright and early and uh, to say greetings to you. I was thinking about how shall we start our service this morning and this psalm came to mind and it just reminds us reminded me of just how much we need to continue to trust God in all that we are going through. As we've continued to hear the news, as we've continued to hear all that is going on in the lives of so many people, isn't it good to be reminded from Psalm 28 and verse 7, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy and with my song, I praise him. We have that opportunity this morning in our homes or wherever we may be watching this today to continue to trust him and to continue to praise him, to continue to sing out our praises to him because he is our strength and our shield. And so we sing our first song in Christ alone. Let us pray. As we were reminded in that first verse, in Christ alone, our hope, we stand. And it goes on to talk about the heights of our love that God has for us and the depths of peace that comes only from God. And it talks about our fears being stilled because of God. And we recognise that in all that we face, as we were reminded from that psalm at the beginning, that actually we can trust in God. And so, Father God, however we are feeling this day, whether we are on top of the world and and enjoying and, and wanting to celebrate our praises with you, or if we're more struggling along in the bottom of a valley, or we're somewhere in between, Father God, wherever we are and our walk with you this day, May we continue to recognise you as being our saviour and our Lord, that your shield that is around us, that the love that you have for us will enable us to continue to move forward day by day. And that when our fears become overwhelming, Lord, we will remember that your hand of protection is always on us. 
Father God, we thank you that you are a loving God, that you have known us from that first moment and from when we were conceived until that moment and until we take our last breath and you know everything in between. And Lord, wherever we are on our journey, we thank you that you are with us and that you know us and that you walk with us and that we can trust in you. And for that, we give you the praise and the glory and all the honour that is due to your name. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12 starts like this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you may you will not grow weary and lose heart. I don't know uh, how your week has been. If you've been um, involved with the Sunday evening series and the Wednesday's uh, RBC series, you will know that we've been working through that sense of the exodus and uh, coming into freedom. And we've had that sense, in, if, particularly if we uh, were listening or we were, we've been reading the book, that actually so often we put our trust in the wrong things. We put our trust perhaps in our job or our next promotion or in the things we can achieve or in the roof over our head. And yet, what have we learned over the last few months is that actually so many things leave us feeling fragile and leave us feeling vulnerable because the things in which we trusted were not things that were substance. And we've already been reminded this morning that we need to put our trust in God. Hebrews chapter 6 in verses 19 and 20 says this, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure, it enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. We've had that sense here in this verse and in the verses I read a few moments ago that actually we can trust in God because of what Jesus has done. We can see back in the beginning of our Bibles that God has had his hand on his creation and as he has journeyed with us, as he's journeyed through with God's people, bringing them out of the uh, Egypt and into the promised land as we, were, we will be continuing to learn going forward in the coming weeks on Sunday evenings and on Wednesdays at RBC. We can continue to trust him no matter what and I just want to encourage you today maybe in this week if you're having a moment when things are quite difficult I want to just encourage you as we think about that sense of having a hope as an anchor for our soul we think about an anchor that keeps a ship safe 
in the storms because it's embedded in something firm that we can embed ourselves once again with God. Maybe when you're feeling like things are difficult, get hold of your Bible and just hold it and remind yourselves of the words of God that can be found within its pages. Or maybe you've got a cross at home and you want to just hold tight to it and give thanks to God for what he has done through the birth and the death and the resurrection of his son. Or maybe you want to hold on to maybe a pebble to remind you of that anchor. This pebble I've got in my office says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress. And it's palm size and I can hold on to it and remind myself I can trust in God because he is my rock and my fortress. Or maybe you want to encourage others. And I had, um, I've, I've got a really dear friend who sent me a number of these uh, a year or more ago. And I get them out occasionally just for encouragement. And this one says, depend on the Lord, trust him, and he will take care of you. There is so much that life can feel so overwhelming at times. But if we use the things that we have around us to remind us, our, remind ourselves that we can continue to trust in God, whether it's a pebble or our Bible or our, our cross or a verse of encouragement or our friends, whatever it is, it reminds us to look back to God and to know that we have an anchor, an anchor that is for our soul, that gives us hope, that keeps us firm and secure. And I know that the BB's motto, sure and steadfast, has come out of that sense of this verse and out of the song that we're going to use now. And I just encourage you, if you're really feeling like today is a difficult day and this week's been hard for you, just allow the words of this song to just wash over you. And we'll follow that with a time of quiet. We have an anchor. Let's just be quiet for a moment. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. As we think about that imagery from the song of that ship maybe in the storm and being beset by the waves, and yet firm because of its anchor. We come before our loving Heavenly Father. And although we may feel weak, we have that trust in him that is our anchor, that even at the times when things are difficult, he does not ever let us go. He has us safe, he has us secure. His love is all encompassing. It is in God we can trust. Will your anchor hold today? If you're struggling today, cry out to God right now. If you're just wobbly a little bit because of what you're facing. Turn to God and remind yourselves of the many times that he has 
been with you at the good times and also at the difficult times and give thanks that he has never let you go. And as in the verse of Hebrews 12, help us to keep running with perseverance the race that has been marked out for us. Help us to keep fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. He wants us to keep anchored in him, to keep turning to him, to keep our eyes fixed on him. However we are, wherever we are, however we're feeling, maybe just say those words to yourself today. My hope is in God, my anchor in whom I can trust. Amen. And our next song reminds us again that we can sing out our praises to God because he is our Lord, our God. Good morning, everybody. You should have received your notice sheets either via email or if you get them hand delivered, they'll be coming to you over the next couple of days. Please join us this evening at six o'clock for um, part four of the Bible series. And then on Wednesday evening at 7.45, you can join via Zoom and join part of the small group discussion. So please do join along. Um, it's good to also get to chat to other people who we're not currently able to see because of the restrictions. The prayer meeting is happening on Tuesday at 8pm. And again, that's via Zoom and the details are on the news sheet. And the grapevine is now available to view online on the website. So please, if you want to read the current edition, if you go on to um, the Romford Baptist Church website, you can um, download a copy and read it for yourself in your own time. All of the youth and children's activities are on the news sheet. So if you are a family, please do um, have your children and young people join in them and um, get to speak to Hannah and all the different activities that she's got going on. If you received the newsletter that had um, the fridge magnet, you would have seen that we are looking to set up a Community Money Action um, Centre. Community Money Action is um, a charity that offers support for people who are going through um, debt issues. And unfortunately, as a result of people coming out of lockdown, debt is going to be quite a lot of challenge for people in this area. And unfortunately, there's just not enough provision and support um, for our community. So we're looking to set up a centre here. Um, if there's something you're interested in joining in and helping with, um, you get full training. You do not have to be good at maths. You do not have to be good at facts and figures. You just need to have a heart to want to help people and to have good communication skills. If you'd be interested in finding out more about it or how you could help, please contact Alison. Um, the email address is going to come up on the screen. So either contact her direct via that email or call the church office. Um, we're now going to watch a video about Community Money Action. Thank you. Tens of thousands of pounds worth of debt, 20 credit cards, three personal loans, creditors phoning day and night. This is really what people are living with. The stress, the difficulty, the anxiety, feeling weighed down, burdened, guilty. It's not wrong to struggle with money. It's wrong to struggle with money silently. 
Community Money Advice is a project that helps uh, churches and community groups set up debt advice centres. It takes absolute beginner volunteers and trains them to be able to give face-to-face -face debt advice. What is the client going through that's taken them to be brave enough to come and sit in front of you? We have centres all over England and Wales, all networked together. We have very small ones that maybe have one or two volunteers to a number of larger centres where they've got maybe full-time staff. It's all driven by a church or a community group saying there's people that are struggling with debt. We think we can do something to help. The whole ethos of Community Money Advice Centres is about the whole person giving them the tools to actually put their lives back together, but also to get out of debt and stay out of debt. We often talk about how Jesus came and transformed lives and as we look through the gospel we see that again and again and again and CMA is a really good way that we can see lives transformed because we are willing to get involved and this is a really exciting opportunity and as Hayley said it's not about needing to uh, have a, an ability to do numbers and to do lots of written communication. What, is, what we need is someone who is willing to journey alongside someone else who is struggling, someone else who needs their lives transformed in a practical way and a way that we can actually help with. If you're not sure if this course is something you can help with, um, I just encourage you, get in touch with Alison. The details are available uh, via the church. And even just, if nothing else, even just come along and explore and find out if this is something that God is really calling you to in the coming days, weeks and months. We know that following uh, lockdown and as furlough comes to an end, people's lives have been turned upside down. But this is a really practical way as a church we can respond and, and maybe just see God's touching lives in a way that we've never done or experienced before, but in a way that actually can see people coming out from a dark place into a lighter place. As we continue to think about the way that lives are transformed, we continue to thank you for the way that you continue to give so faithfully week by week. And uh, we're going to pause now as we give our thanks to God. Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can continue to give, even though we're not able to meet in this place and put our money in the offering bags in the way that we used to, but we can find different ways of continuing to give to you, whether that's through the checks that come through the envelopes, uh, through the doors, or as money is, is brought, or as it's transferred via the bank, or in whatever way that we do that. We thank each and every person for the way that they're continuing to give in order for you to transform lives, both here in this place and in this community, but also much further afield. And so, Lord, we pray for every penny that is given, it will be used to impact and to touch lives and to allow lives to be transformed because of all that you can do for them. We ask these things in and through your name. Amen. And we're going to continue as we go into a time of prayer of intercession. Father God, we thank you that we can come before you. 
and we recognize that in all things and in all ways you are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Lord, as we begin this time of prayers of intercession, we bring before you particularly three people who have impacted in many different ways within the life of RBC. We thank you, Lord, for Margaret Powell and for Clarissa and for Ryan, who have been your faithful servants here in this place, but Lord, who have moved this week, this month, or are about to move and start in a different place as a new life for them opens up wherever they are and in whatever capacity you lead them to, we thank you for their service here. We thank you for the lives that they've touched and for their service. And we know that you will be with them in the coming days and weeks as they resettle in their new areas. Lord, bless them, each and every one, in the coming days and weeks. And Lord, we give thanks. We give thanks for the lives of those who come alongside us day by day and week by week. And we thank you for the encouragement of friends and a family. We thank you that we can come before you and recognise that when people are struggling, we can lift them up in prayer. And so we do lift up the many whose names are on our notice sheet. We particularly remember Lillian and Don and Daphne, Brian and Mavis and Arthur, Joyce and Jean, Sheila and Sheila. We bring before you Ao too. And all those who have been struggling at this time, we pray for Barbara's brother, Malcolm. For the many people on our own hearts who need a touch from you. And Father God, we thank you that you are always with them. We pray too for um, the Lovard family as they come to the service of thanksgiving for Rosemary on Friday. Surround them, Lord, we pray, with your strength. We pray too for the family of Barbara Palmer as they will be moving towards the service of thanksgiving later in February. And we ask that too you'll be with Pamela and the family as she too has experienced a double bereavement in recent days. Lord God, in their mourning, may they know you ever close to them. And Father God, we thank you that we have many in our church who serve and care for others in hospital settings and in care home settings and in social care settings. Father God, we pray particularly for protection upon them as they strive to be the best they can in that situation. We pray for each and every one for their physical and mental health as they face these difficult times. And we pray too for ourselves when we too may be struggling with the impact of coronavirus. We thank you for those who are striving to uh, undertake the vaccine programme. And Lord, we thank you for each and every person involved in that and for those who are going for their vaccine. Lord God, we pray that you will draw close and that Lord, your hand will be in that situation across this country but also across our world. Lord it's so sad to see us fighting and arguing over vaccine and yet there are many in our world who have yet even to have it 
arrive in their country. Father God, just be in that situation, we pray. And Father, we ask that you will be with our uh, missionary partners in this country and further afield. We lift up our, our sister churches, Winter Gardens and Church 123. We remember Parkside and we bring each and every resident before you and we thank you for them and for those who care for them. We pray for Teddy and Diddy. We pray for Rihanna and Andy. We pray for our friends who are serving with BMS overseas. And we thank you that in all things and in all ways you are there. We thank you for Graceworks and the work it continues to do with our schools, even at this difficult time. And Lord, we uphold before you our government in the decisions it makes that are impacting on so many lives. Father God, we pray that they will just make sensible decisions with regard to the way we come out of this current lockdown. And Lord, for those who are seeking to follow the instructions, Lord God, give us patience, we pray. Thank you for the encouragement today of the sun and the bulbs that are coming out and the new leaves that are about to burst out on so many trees as we look around. And Father God, we thank you for that hope that comes from you, the creator of heaven and earth. We thank you for sending your son who taught his disciples and us to say the words that we say together wherever we may be today. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We have so many reasons to continue to praise our God and we're going to do that as we sing our next song, 10,000 Reasons, Blessed Be the Name of the Lord. Good morning. So we continue our series on favourite Bible verses as chosen by various members of RBC. And this morning we're looking at two different verses. The first one was chosen by Stephen Henwood and the second one by John Harrison. The first one from Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 to 5, where it says this. But then the chosen time came. God sent his son, a woman, gave birth to him. He was born under the authority of the law and he came to set free those who were under the authority of the law. He wanted us to be adopted as children with all the rights children have. And then from Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But here is how God has shown his love for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Two very well-known verses. And uh, 
We often have these verses and it's important that we spend some time just looking behind them. And I'm going to do that with asking four simple questions. Our granddaughter now is four and she's got that vocabulary which is questioning now and when we're talking to her on our regular video conversations with her we keep getting this question why why and then when are you going to come where are we going to see you and what is that those four questions that she's constantly asking and as toddlers ask as they try to interrogate and understand the world in which they are living. Why, what, when, where? And I'm going to ask those questions about these verses and about what God is saying through them. And the first one I'm going to tackle is that question, when? We're asking that question all the time at the moment. When are we going to be able to? When are the schools going to return? When are we able to see our loved ones again? When can we do whatever? And all of us are struggling and looking forward to the time when we can hug our loved ones again. It's been a really difficult time. And we're asking that question time and time again. When? When? In these two verses, we read that God's timing has been sovereign. In the Galatians verse, it says, but then the chosen time came. And in the Bible, we also read, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us and we read that in the Romans verse from Romans 5 verse 8 in our world there's so much about if you will do then you can have and those of us who are parents will have probably said this to our children if you behave yourselves for 10 minutes then you can have maybe we were being optimistic with the 10 minutes Society often says to people who are struggling through life, if you do this, then we can help you. If you stop drinking, then we can help you this way. If you spend more time, then we can help you. And maybe today, as we've looked at the Community Money Action, we're tempted to say, if you stop spending, then we can help you. Our challenge is so often to the lost and the needy is you need to do this, then you can be whole. Yet scripture shows something very different. God's love shows something very different. Because God didn't wait for us to be good enough. He didn't wait for us to stop our bad habits. It says this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Not when we were good enough, not when we got everything sorted, while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. While we're still far off, while we're still imprisoned in our sin and in our own muck, Christ died for us. 
While we're still in the lowest place, the place where you wouldn't expect the sovereign Lord of Lords and King of Kings to come to, God reached out to us. Whilst we were still in the pits of our sin and our past, God ran to us. God rescued us. Wherever you are now or wherever you have been, whatever prison you are in, God is in the rescue business. He is in the release business. And today is a day when you can cry out, come Lord Jesus, come to where I am. Because the when question, the when question of these verses is that God came to us at the point of our greatest need. And we are called, as Christ's people, to reach to the people at their point of the greatest need. I love the story of the prodigal child. You've probably read it many times, as I have, in the Gospels. The story Jesus told about the lost son, the son who had taken half of his father's inheritance and run off and partied and made as much use of that as he could and eventually fell onto hard times as the resources well out, ran out and ended up in the lowest of lows positions. And there, as the son, recognising there was nowhere else he could go for help but back to the father, as he came, the father ran to greet him. When? When will God rescue us? He will rescue us at the point of our deepest needs. When will he come? When we are open and ready to accept him. And maybe today the word you need to say is, Come, Lord Jesus, come to where I am. I need your help today. So there's the when. The what is what did God do? Well, in simple terms, God sent his son. These two verses are the summary of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In these two verses, we see the whole scripture outlined. Jesus himself in Luke chapter 19 verse 10 said this, I have come and come to seek and save the lost. So when we are reading there in Galatians that God sent his son, he sent him to seek and save the lost. But these are very simple verses. It's very simple, but this could possibly be the best news you are going to hear today. Let me tell you what you're hearing right now is going to be better than anything you're going to hear on the BBC Sky, ITV, Channel 4 or whatever news you look for. Because this is news, this is good news, that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And if you are feeling lost today, Jesus has come for you. And he came with the best news you could hear. The word gospel that I have used already a few, a few times in this message simply means good news. 
our reason for joy, peace and celebration, the words of our theme verse of this year is because we have good news. God has sent a rescuer. He has sent someone into our lives who to rescue us and to give us hope. And I want to say to you today, the when is when you're in the deepest needs and the what is God has sent his son to rescue you. And maybe today you need to know that rescuer. Before I continue with this message, let's just hear that Wren Clectis song, You're My Rescuer. So the what is good news. God has sent a rescuer. The when, when we needed it most. And then we come to the where. If we look at Galatians chapter 4 verses again, it says, But then the chosen time came, God sent his son. A woman gave birth to him. So therefore we have the picture of Bethlehem, the Christmas story, yet the work was done in his life through him and in the spiritual realm. It was the undoing of lives of rebellion and of bringing victims hope. And the battles still exist within us. The where is on the cross, the where is in our lives, the where is the battle within ourselves between God and self, the where is the voice in our ears. And the Bible talks about this continual battle going on. A battle which God wants to win, but a battle that affects all of us and each of us are in. It's often referred to as spiritual warfare. And a few weeks ago, Jiddy preached that brilliant sermon on the armour of God. But there is the war that's going on. And so the where is this happening is within us and around us and through the world. And so if the what is good news that God has sent a rescuer and a when is when is our, uh, we are in the greatest needs, the where is within us. And so therefore we need to see that we need to engage in a battle where we let God win. A battle where we let God take control. And so, as we look at these verses again, what does God come to do? He wants to set free all those who are under the authority of the law. And so the where is where we are under authority, where we and the parts of our lives that are not given to God because they are under other powers. Will you allow God to start the battle within you, the battle that, to take the victory for him and to free us and release us from our past? Will you allow God to come and take over and the work that began on the cross will be completed in us? Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 says, He who began a good work in us will carry it on to completion. Will you allow God to do that today? To carry it on to completion, to take control. The where 
is yes in Bethlehem. The where is yes on a cross. The where is yes in the garden of the victory of Easter Sunday. The where is a battle within ourselves and the voices which we choose to listen to. And then we have the why. Again, if we look at the Galatians 4 passage, it says he came to set free those who were under the authority of the law. The Romans 5 verse 8 passage that John chose says, while we were still sinners. The why? The why is because we were lost. You and I were lost. All those who have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord are lost. And the, the, it needed to happen this way because there was no other way to get right with God. Jesus himself in John's Gospel said these words, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. He is the only way. There is no other way to get right with God. There is no other way to find peace. There is no other way to find total freedom. There is no other way to find eternal life. And so God's rescue plan, God's recovery plan, God's plan to give us life and life all in its fullness comes through Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ coming into the world and taking on the battle against sin and evil and Satan's power the kingdom of God is one that will be won through a victory of Christ and it will be won in you as you let God take control So the why is because we need this rescuer more than anything else in the whole world. At the moment, everybody is saying that the vaccine is the most important thing. And yes, the vaccine is really important. And praise God for the scientists who made the vaccine possible. And praise God for the science that has made it possible for us to have a vaccine. And I'm going to be quite blunt here. It's nothing to do with this message. But if you get an opportunity to have the vaccine, have it. Don't believe what you read on Facebook. It is safe. I've had it. It's okay. Go for it. It's a way of keeping you and the ones you love safe. It's not just about you. It's those around you. But the why Jesus came is because he has given us the freedom. He will release us from the power of Satan, the power of sin. He will give us a new life. So to summarise this message this morning... Where? Well, it was just at the right time. The when was just at the right time, and it is today. The when is when we needed it most. The what is its good news, because God has sent us a rescuer. 
The where was in Bethlehem, it was on a cross, and it was right in you where you are now. And why? Simply because God loves you. So what's your response? If you have known Jesus for years, but lost your way, let the battle within you begin again today. If today you are feeling really down and low and totally lost, allow the rescuer to come and give you freedom and release. If you have never known Jesus before and seeking for him to just come and give you freedom, release you from the prison you are in, release you from the torment you are in, invite Jesus to come in to your life today. Come, Lord Jesus. The why, what, where and when. God had a plan and his plan works. The testimony of many people, as we hear particularly during the evening services at the, at the moment, as each week we hear a testimony of how God has touched another life. And that could be your story too, as God touches your life. Let me invite you to sing this next song as a prayer, just as I am. And let Jesus come to you, just as you are. And so let us pray. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming. Coming into our lives when we most needed it, when we were lost. When we were hurting. And Lord, we pray today that you will come into our lives afresh. Because, Lord, we again need your hand upon our lives. We need you to win the victory of the fight within us. And so, Lord, we give you all authority and right within us to come and take control. Lord, by your Holy Spirit, just overwhelm us and make us new again. Lord, at this time we also pray for those who we want to have a touch from you at the moment, those we know who are struggling in life, struggling with addictions, struggling with the battle of right and wrong. Lord, in the moment of quiet, we name them before you now. And Lord, we pray you will take hold of them. And Lord, even in the midst of this terrible time that we're living through right now, you will become powerful in their lives.
Help them, Lord, to meet with you right now. And Lord, if there's anybody watching this service right now, maybe just stumbled across it on an internet search or just out of curiosity and they're here, Lord, I just pray your hand will be upon their life as well. And that, Lord, they will know of your love for them and that you came for this moment to touch their life, to forgive them, to restore them and to strengthen them. Come, Lord, into each and every life. Amen. Let me just say, if you want to have a call from one of the pastors, maybe God's been speaking to you, you want a call from the pastors to pray with you down the phone, you want more information about the Christian faith, on the same website that you're watching this service, there's a Contact Us page, and if you fill in there, the information will come through, and sometime this week, somebody will get back to you. Please do feel free to do that after the service, to contact us if you wish to know more about the Christian faith or to have somebody pray with you down the phone. Our final hymn talks about that great love of God before the throne of God above. Thank you for being with us at Romford Baptist Church this morning. We pray God will have met you with you today. And now may the blessing of God the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with each one of us this week and forevermore. Amen. Please do join us again online at six o'clock this evening and in the week activities that have been outlined in the notices. God bless you.